0: This is what Brooklyn sounds like. Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to A Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, also known as Art Star Scene Radio. I am Phil (laughs) Myass. Stop. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) I'm Francis Hall, a.k.a. Face Boy. I am Lucas Tiamore. And with us in the studio is none other than Raina Terror.
2: Hi. (laughs)
1: It's great to see you, Raina. Yeah, we're happy to have you. You're working on Marvelous Miss Maisley?
2: (laughs) I did some background on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yes.
1: Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. (laughs) I got it close.
2: (laughs) Mrs. Maisel. Maisel.
1: Yeah, you you had had
2: it right at dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And then he fucked it up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> marvelous mrs Maisel, which is like number four on netflix right now
2: on prime amazon oh, amazon I prime advertising that but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey. but don't worry you don't have to watch it because you won't see me in that episode because i hid behind people <laughs> so maybe i can work again <laughs> that's the key to doing background these days <laughs> try not to be seen always, and get another paycheck. ways to
1: get Always find ways to, to expand your part or get more work. <laughs> yeah, Robert Pritchard for uh, Toxic Avenger. He would he would repeat his line. He'd say his line twice just to get. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, uh, oh shit! There's Toxie. Shit! There's Toxie. To say it in, a diff- in a different different ways. <laughs> so he doubled his.
2: His chances is, is, of not getting edited out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's smart. I actually had an actor do the opposite to me and guarantee that I got a line in. Like years ago when I was still a teen, uh, doing this show called Third Watch on, I think, NBC or whatever. Um, and there was an actor who I think plays a paramedic or a firefighter or something. And I had blown up in a restaurant. I'm a waitress. The whole restaurant's blown up. And I've got a police glass in my arm and it's pumping blood. They had a whole rig and everything. And I'm just supposed to be sobbing and crying. I didn't actually have any lines. So I was technically a featured background player that day. I had my own trailer and all that, but still no lines. And every time he came up to me, he kept saying, are you okay? What's your name? So I said, Raina. You know, he kept saying, what's your name? He also tried to tickle me in between takes when I was trying to cry. (laughs) So I blame him for that. So the least he could have done was got me a line. But it was funny. I didn't know what was going to happen until like the day the episode aired. And thankfully I was watching it and I heard myself say my name. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to write a letter to SAG and do a whole thing." And that showed, like, FedEx showed up the next morning at like 8 a.m. with contract and more money. So, oh, nice.
1: Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs>
2: Worked out well. Yeah, that's what happens. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, for folks, we're, we're going to talk about acting in film. Lucas has. Bad allergies right now. It's not. It's not, it, it's
2: not cocaine this time, guys. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or COVID. <laughs> or COVID. Apparently, I'm the only one on this broadcast today that can breathe through their nose.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I can't breathe at all.
1: I had a lot of allergies happening around here, but I'm doing pretty well. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing pretty
0: well.
2: <laughs> yeah, are you guys okay? Because uh, I'm starting to feel. Listen, a I'm still here. Myself. I'm still here. I'm still here too. <laughs>
0: Just like oh, here. God, <laughs> the antithesis of sexy that point. <laughs> <laughs> he, he used to have. have
1: this-, this is the antithesis of sexy. <laughs> if you want to hear the antithesis of sexy. Uh I can give it to you. Thank you very <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> you sound like South Park. I love South Park. What's that? You sound like South Park. I love South Park.
1: All right. Well, I know a voice. Stop! Oh, no. Don't do that voice. This is the voice no, I don't no. like. This freak- is the
0: voice that, that freaks me out and makes I me upset.
1: Just, I just wanted to have a big back.
0: Stop! You're, this is the, this is the voice I don't like, and you know I don't like it. And Large for years of our relationship, I've not liked this voice. Waffle fries.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Torture. And if she doesn't like to say if they if he doesn't like the sound of your voice, then what do you think listeners are gonna think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being a douche. All
2: right. <laughs> They're pushing their buttons now.
1: No. So if you're on a on a movie set and you're an extra and the director decides you need a line mm-hmm. uh and you've not been in Screen Actors Guild, then and you say the line, boom, you're in. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, you get a waiver for that.
1: Yeah, you get a Taft Hartley, mm-hmm. and you're in, that's and true. and that that's not the way it ever happened.
2: No, no, it
0: never I did I that did way. I did extra work once, but then I got thrown against the wall later that day because my my husband got so mad that that I they'd keep keep me so long because oh, they no. were like sort of featuring me. I didn't have a line, but they were featuring me, so I had to stay longer, and he freaked out.
2: Jesus.
1: Yeah, get the the, the real way to sag is you know somebody. Or you blow somebody.
2: Yeah, it's all okay. about connections.
1: <laughs> Although the blowing is less.
2: Yes, I would think. I don't know so many blow stories. I know a lot of who you know stories.
1: Yeah, yeah. The The blowing is, is less. And, and uh, that's great, of course. You know, the whole... Well, I uh, think the
2: blowing starts higher up, too, a little. You know, with with yeah.
1: Weinstein and the Me Too movement. Yeah. Uh, and uh, here's a question. Has it gone too far are we getting into a place where Uh, where the world is a little bit too sex negative right now like i'll give you an example yeah maybe someone gets invited to an orgy and then they complain because they they saw someone getting face fucked i didn't know i was going to see something like that that's that's a violent act i didn't know
0: that was going to happen at this orgy and they're offended and, and and that's is happening. That's this type that of is happening. this banter. And it's um nah, it's upsetting.
2: How do we feel about it? I mean that kinda if you're going to an orgy, you should expect a number of things and you know, witnessing that might be one of them. I think so. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are not being realistic. Yeah, exactly. You gotta be pragmatic when it comes to this stuff. I
1: think if you're going to an orgy as long as everything is <laughs> You're seeing consensual, it's consensual. Yep. That's, consensual. That should be the thing, you know. If yeah. You see something that's not consensual, you know. Yeah, a face fuck is kind of extreme, but if it's consensual, that and you don't like it, you leave. Yeah, you, don't, you go the another you don't, room. You don't like try to shame people.
0: No, exactly.
1: And I think a lot of that is going on right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, think I think so too. With any of these things, you're going to have like the real deal, and then you're going to have like the hangers on that just kind of people, just kind of want to break the rules or want to super follow the rules or anything in between. It, yeah, humans are a little nutty like that. <laughs> Do you want to bring up what happened to you? Nah. All
0: right, we'll, we'll stay out of it. But people are being very rude. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, One person is being very rude. Not people.
1: Uh, One person. People talk shit, you know? People, people talk, talk shit. shit. And I And especially when someone is doing particularly well. Like, I've been doing pretty damn well. This show's been in the top 10 for eight months in a row. I'm mom, my mom, my main thing is a caregiver. She's almost going to be 90. She's going to physical therapy every week. You know, so I'm doing that job well. And I'm, you know, just really taking care of myself and looking good. <laughs> so someone's going to try to take me down. Yep. It's yep. going to happen. Yeah. Uh back to Marvelous Mrs. Mazel. Is it fun? How, yeah. what's, what's, the, uh, what's the atmosphere on set?
2: It was a really fun uh fun time. I mean it's a tight ship. Uh you know, they've been shooting for a while. and I'd seen other of my friends work on it in the past and I'd been out of town or you know, just not doing background work when they were filming before. So um it was nice to get to see the set. They've built so many gorgeous sets. It's incredible. Um and all the actors <clears throat> were amazing. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan was super sweet, dropped a couple F-bombs. She's, like, very funny and, kind of, like, everything you would hope for in, in like, your lead actor. Mm-hmm. You know, she was great. And at one point, she even addressed the group to, like, get the energy up in a super sweet way. Like, she was mad chill. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, yeah, this that was a good vibe. And I have to note, also, there was a woman directing, at least the days that I was there. And there's such a big difference in the industry, at least from my perspective so far, between male and female directors. It's It seems to go so much smoother when there's a woman directing. When there's a, a guy directing, it seems to kind of be just kind of haphazard, like a bit more. Um, so that's been interesting to notice the past few years. Granted, I mean, two years off for pandemic, but um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've heard, you know, on on successful, I've never been in a successful movie or television show
2: (laughs) well you could you could do background if you wanted to
1: (laughs) and I'm only moderately joking but uh uh but I've heard that uh, that you know once once a show is kind of a hit, people can relax more and have more fun, and that those 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 shoots are are just more fun. It's still long hours, and you know.
2: Yeah, they tend to be. You still hear complaints here and there, and it depends on who's working and stuff. Of course, you can always have a bad egg or someone that complains a lot or whatever, it kind of spoils the atmosphere because you know energy is kind of contagious. Um, but yeah, yeah, my experience was it was very pleasant, especially right now because I've been on a few different sets in the in the last like a uh, month and a half, 2 months. Um and it's been a lot of them have been a little bit of a shit show, like just kind of like who is saying what and like the communication seems to break down <laughs> very early. And Barty's been wondering if that's like a post-covid effect or I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, but that set thankfully was not a shit show. It was very long hours though, so yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's long. That's what that's why uh, you know, I do want to get back into acting, but I haven't figured out how to do it while i'm a caregiver because i can't be away for 14 hours yep and that's what that's a a typical shoot
2: well yeah that's i was even thinking like fuck if i booked a series like your day is like five days a week 14 hours a day you know you're just you have to make a home away from home in your trailer or whatever on set like it's hardcore you know
1: yeah so i think you know hopefully my this job caregiver goes on another 10 years take her to be a centenarian. <laughs>
2: that would be awesome.
1: And what I can do is work with people like Dylan Greenberg who know by situation uh, and and would be able to accommodate for it and say okay, we can do a 4-hour, we can do a series of 4-hour shoots.
2: Yep. That or you can still kind of I mean there's a lot of self-taping when auditions. Like the background I just started doing uh, honestly for the money because right now if you're union, you get paid 100 dollars per covid test on top of everything else. So like for Mrs. Mazel, for example, I think I already made two or $300 before I even stepped foot on the set from like two separate COVID tests and a fitting. And so um, I'm trying to make that COVID money, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you're non-union, $60, just FYI. But um, otherwise, for auditions, it's mainly self-tapes now. I did an in-person audition recently for like a play, but most of it is just recording yourself at home. So, you know, you could think about putting well, your toes back in.
1: Yeah, but I get the gig and then what?
2: I can't do it that's true then you would have to yeah that's true that's yep. a good point unless it's something I local. mean I could stay
0: home with your mom if you
2: get it that's until true. I get a job that's true depending on what type of gig it was yeah that's that's actually you could start looking
0: I can stay with your mom until you get a job you'd have to pay me a little bit
2: yes yeah, <laughs> of course
0: but but I'd let you I mean keep if, most of your. I rate.
1: mean, if if I what?
0: I'd let you keep most of what you're making. <laughs> <laughs> I that's what you said. He's so nice. He's so I'm considerate. I just, <laughs> just like to be. I just like to basketballs.
1: This is an important question. Yes. Are people who can perfectly fold fitted sheets into a perfect square? <laughs> are they witches?
2: They're just evil. They're just pure evil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pure yes. level of evil that I've not, I have not seen before. I
0: don't know. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. You know me and cheats. I you was folding it all.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say if anyone's got the patience to try and do one, like I remember, I think I asked someone and they just kind of folded it up. They were like there, and they just stuffed it in a drawer. I've They're never evil. gotten like a real answer. They're evil. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they're witches for sure no, no witches are good mostly no that's so it. they're just evil
2: yeah witches are kind of awesome
1: actually thank okay, you okay i'm glad we got that sorted out
2: <laughs> nay saying the halloween baby get out of here
1: <laughs> approximately how much do you
2: love your cats <gasps> so much especially my newest cat monkey who's my my first living seven seven years souvenir from a different country <laughs> I got her from Mexico and, and well, she found me on the street and now she's in New York City. And so, and then there's Piglet too, who's also my love, but Monkey is the most recent uh, member of the family. And
1: how are they getting along?
2: Excellent. Now he was, he was a little territorial at first, Piglet, he'd been alone for a little bit. My last kind of passed away a few years ago. But um, monkey's still a kitten, and he was about—he's about three or four. So she likes to play a lot. That makes so, it easier. Yeah, she broke him, and now he's obsessed with her. I'm actually convinced that sometimes when he plays with her, he's kind of trying to hump her, also, even though they're both fixed. But um, you
1: remember Remy?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Remy did hump, even though he was. Yeah, I guess that's. I don't know. I mean, she kicks him off, but still, it bothers me just a little bit. Yeah. Right. He would hump cats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He My dog, Remy, was a dog. Remy humped piglet.
1: Different piglet, folks. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, because I see you post about your cats a lot.
2: I love so them. So I know
1: the answer is, oh, shitload.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I almost thought of bringing monkey here today, actually. I was going to bring him a little backpack, maybe, but I hadn't been to studio in a while, and I didn't want to do it. unprompted. So I'll always give you a warning if I'm going to bring monkey. Yeah, I'm,
1: we we there used to be. Uh, remember Lenny the at the at the bike shop. Yes, that's yeah. what
2: I was thinking of when, when I thought of bringing her. I was like, oh, the cat's at the bike shop, and then I was like, that was like twenty thousand years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And we do have hosts who have cat allergies, so I don't know if we can bring cats here or not. So, yeah, so. next time, if you want to, let me know, and I'll check on that. Yeah, we'll check.
2: I, once it gets warmer, I want to bring... She has a backpack, so I want to bring her out in her leash and harness to the parks and stuff anyway.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Freaking love my cat.
2: <laughs> She's, my cat didn't like going
0: out I'm on a leash, though. She got very upset. Oh, really? I found out... Chester. A few, no, that was a boy. That was, Chester was the one I tried.
2: Yeah. Aww. I found out a few weeks ago, I realized Monkey's actually deaf, like stone-cold deaf. So I think that's part of the reason why she doesn't mind going out so much, because she doesn't get scared by all the noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's very social she like doesn't give a fuck
1: yeah <laughs> so she found you let me let me hear the story because i love cats and and how they find people well i was how they find their person
0: i, I should was, say
2: uh temporary living in mexico for a little bit during a uh, part of the pandemic um and i was going to pick up my laundry and i was about 10 or 15 minutes early so i figured i would just walk around a few blocks and check out the neighborhood in, in a new country and so I did. And this little cat like was walking along the sidewalk, like tiny, a few weeks old. Oh. And and there was like a gate with like a big dog who was like, raw, 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 and she walked right up to it, like nose to nose and just like looked at it. Now I realize she wasn't scared because she was deaf. But at the time, I was like, damn, like she's ballsy. And so I was petting her. She came right up to my feet, rubbing on my legs. She's like all over me. And this guy and what I who I think was his sister were, were outside of their house. And they were like, oh, you know, they lived there. They were like, you can take her. She lives on the street. And my Spanish was still really shitty at the time. So I slowly made sure like what they were saying was what I was understanding and made sure she didn't have a home or a human. But I mean, in Playa del Carmen, it's calm. there's a lot of stray cats and dogs like yeah. all over the place. So as soon as they said that, I was like, well, fuck, like now I'm screwed. So I <laughs> <laughs> So I scooped her up and I brought her home with my laundry and. And yeah, I mean, she's amazing. Like I lived, yeah, I lived with her there for a while. I was doing some, a few dental surgeries and stuff while I was down there. So she helped me get through all my surgery and was like comforting me while I'd recover. And and yeah, I brought her back to New York a few months ago. And yeah, she's adjusting pretty well, you know. And that's when I realized she was deaf. I was in a one room studio in Mexico, a cheap little studio. So she could see everything, excuse me, that I was doing all the time. Yeah. So when I would open the food and all that, she would come running but at home I realized I was in the kitchen and I'd do food And I would, she wouldn't wake up, number one And I'd have to put the food like under her nose to wake her up And she would always wake up making noises um, and, and other things and, and then I realized it's because she can't hear She can't hear her own voice, she can't hear the cat food can Nothing oh. is,
1: her, is her sound uh, One of these?
2: Meow <laughs> Yeah, a little cuter, a little more like Meow oh, like,
1: that is cuter. Yeah. That is, That's way cuter I think I was doing Cat in Heat.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Threesome in Heat. Yeah. Anyone want to fuck me?
0: It's like the least sexy thing <laughs> they Seriously? do. It's so it's unsexy. So unsexy.
2: <laughs> We've got to school them, man. Just try a little mew. <laughs> <Mow. laughs> Yeah, exactly. Be coy. Don't just give it all away. Right, you know, first meow. Uh,
1: where did you learn freak show stuff? Because when I met you, you were 18 years old. You already were working with fire, doing human dartboard, Mm -hmm. doing uh, walking on glass. And you were a tattoo artist. Yep.
2: Yeah. And better nail. Yeah, we made that video. You helped me make that video. Made it possible with the space and everything. Yep. So my first encounter with Sideshow was, was as a kid out in Coney Island with my friend Daisy and her dad, which like fascinated me as a kid. I saw Michael Wilson like hammer a nail through his tongue and everything, but I didn't actually get involved with it until uh, I moved out early. So I think I was about 16 when I got my first apartment with a roommate in Brooklyn. And my second roommate there was this dude, Gary, who did the Reverend Be Dangerous sideshow. And I was still doing like regular acting and stuff. After high school, I was going to school and working at the tattoo shop. And
1: you went to high school for the performing arts, which I hope we get
2: to, but anyway, go yes, ahead. Yes, I was going to LaGuardia. And yes. I was getting frustrated with our <clears throat> regular acting because I had like blonde streaks in the front of my hair and a couple braids. And my agent had like given me shit for it. And I was like, I color the blonde streets black for auditions It washes out and I don't wear the braids like, you know, it's not a big deal. So I realized like I wanted to just have fun and be young and like color my hair and have tattoos and shit and not have to worry about fitting in a box, if you will. Acting was a lot different then. Um, and so my roommate, Gary, was like, well, you're born on Halloween. You like weird shit. Like, why don't you do shit like me? I'll teach you how to eat fire and walk on glass and human dartboard, bed of nails, whatever, uh, which is what he did. And I used to assist him. So I said, fuck it. And, yeah, he taught me how to do fire, like, on our couch in the <laughs> loft we were in while, like, Jerry Springer was on in the background. Rudy Mukaji um, taught me, like, underneath his loft.
0: Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And we were just, like, drunk at the time. And, like, it's just oh, very a good time to do <laughs> fire. Oh, God. <laughs> the
2: first time
0: yeah Rudy (laughs) had some good ideas always (laughs) we also were like drunk doing our acrobatics like oh Jesus
1: (laughs) Calvin Williams says hi just texted (laughs) me he's tuning in
0: oh hi
2: Calvin it's been a while Rudy and I have both chilled out since
0: then hi Calvin (laughs) nice
2: hi Calvin yeah I think most of the burn stories from friends are from when they were intoxicated including Gary he had like a big scar on top of his thumb um, from breathing fire while drunk and he lit his hand on fire as well. So um, thankfully I don't have any of those because I learned from their mistakes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Not that I didn't do it drunk ever, but I just did it more carefully. More carefully, yeah.
1: <laughs> Your routines are beautiful. Aw,
0: oh,
2: thanks.
1: Absolutely you. beautiful. It's, I didn't really know much or have much uh, interaction with the fire arts before you and uh wow it's i didn't i i thought everyone was that did fire did it so uh gracefully oh you're but so they sweet
2: don't. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <Aww>. it's terrible <laughs> well is that you know francis is a critical daddy <clears throat> well you know constructive criticism is is important and there's a lot more people doing fire nowadays than there used to be it's crazy like, when I was a teen, it was like... There's so many people doing fire. It's, it's outrageous. Like, yeah, it was Flambeau like very, and me, like, and I don't know, maybe that's all I really knew back then. It was either Flambeau or me. He was that's all I knew. the dude that did it, and I was the girl that did it. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, now I get... Yeah, I mean, now it's come such a long way, um, which, you know, has always got a positive and a negative, like everything else in life, right? You know, there's more safety, there's licensing, there's all these things, which is good, but, you know... Um, there's also a lot more people, a lot more competition, and mm-hmm. yeah. I said
1: fire my dick. <laughs> yeah, come on, bring it. I said fire my dick.
2: Did you ever <laughs> perform at Webster Hall? Did I? Yes, I did, like billion
0: years ago. That's where Flevo and I met. We, I, I was doing more go-go dancing, but he was doing the Pirate there.
2: Yeah. Oh no! Nice. Oh yeah, I remember. You used to do those big shows on the stage. Yeah, it was really fun. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I think he would have been good for there too. Like. But Webster Hall, you, it, it was also just like a who you know a little bit to, yep. get, you, to get in.
2: Yeah, I did a like, fire there the like, years ago, but I was just on a, uh, pe- not a pedestal, one of the oh, like, like, boxes. One up. of the boxes, yeah. Yeah, just upstairs, downstairs. I don't even remember. It yeah, I did like the ago. VIP,
0: like danced in like the go-go section in the VIP. Oh, nice. Yeah,
2: yeah it was fun
1: flambeau did really well on america's got talent a number of years ago he he went pretty far in it yeah and then they put him in a head-to-head against adorable little girl
2: that's not fair <laughs> no what?
1: What? Put another kid against adorable little girl. And Apples it's like, and oranges. It's like, it's like he's on stage, standing right next to her, and you know that one of them are getting eliminated, and he literally rolls his eyes because he's like, "Come on, <laughs> you're yeah. not keeping me.
0: This, this
2: is the end of the road for me." Dan. Wow, the producers are so unpredictable nowadays. Like pff, Jesus, that's crazy.
0: Rudy did America's Got Talent, too, I think. How did he do? He, like, when NBC, he still uses him, you know, or did when he was still living in America.
2: Like, they used him many times, like, after that. So it became a, like, ongoing gig for him. Oh, interesting. That's good. They had it yeah. for a while when I was in college, but their contract was, like, bananas, and yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, I was busy because I was in college, and I was just, like, eh, yeah, you know, totally. like, Uh, yeah i just didn't jump on the bed and i think some other performers were also kind of like anti i don't know like i just didn't the contract was crazy also so like yeah
1: oh one of those uh we own everything that you do in perpetuity nothing
2: yeah pretty much and i was just like eh, you know like i'm enjoying what i'm doing what am i gonna get out of this tv appearance like maybe more shows than play, but then that's also gonna raise the cost for my shows. I'll have to do extra this, extra that. I was like, it's not really something I'm looking to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I kind of loved fire and performing because, you know, I could do it when I wanted to. That was the reason I kind of chose it for a while over acting yeah. and stuff, because I could get that performer's fix on my terms. You yeah. know?
1: Yeah, we've we've talked about this
0: before. Uh the people will say it's a standard release. Yeah. <laughs> This, this happened to me recently where um they asked for it after the fact of me doing the show so I was like I'm not signing that there's no, there's no reason to they're not offering me more money like they they're just like basically like, we forgot to have you sign it and now now they've been talking shit about me going around town calling me that it's saying that I called out people for being rapists what yeah the, the SDR show oh. <laughs> fuck them <laughs> fuck the SDR show <laughs> Suck. But people like, unfortunately, like they're sort of famous, so like everybody saw it. It was kind of this weird thing where they like pressured me and pressured me sexually, like on the sh- on the air. What?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: What is yep. the SDR? Oh.
1: Sex, drugs, rock and roll show. So <laughs> oh, that, it's, uh, that makes it's sense. a radio but show. They don't normally East have village. like sex on the show. Okay.
0: Yeah. But they, it was a very weird situation. They already had like the toys and stuff set out to do it. Like beforehand like they were they were prepared to do this and did not tell me like it wasn't what you know we had discussed and lucas went along with it i went along with it because i was just like you know whatever i'm you know i'm in a room full of men you know pressuring me right now (laughs) um but i really didn't you know feel good about the situation
2: Jesus.
1: and me and uh another one of your partners rachel were watching it live and you know afterwards we we texted each other that was so you know about just supporting each other because mm-hmm. it was really hard to watch uh because it was just out of character and, yeah and we just felt that you had been taken advantage of and yeah didn't like it didn't like it
0: yeah i went along with it Just i shouldn't have done it but it was just i was just i've had a lot of trauma and i think the kid who had me on knows that and just sort of took advantage a little bit but
2: Yeah, I mean, that's not an uncommon reaction. I've had trauma in my past, too, and a a lot of times I've just gone along with things because it's easier in the moment. It's less traumatic in a weird way.
0: And it does, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to do this because I'm scared of all these fucking men, even though we're, like, technically filming. Yeah, I'm, like, in a room full of fucking all men. Like, I just felt like we had to, like, I had to do it.
2: Yeah, and that kind of, the camera puts kind of more pressure on you when you're a performer and stuff. You're like, oh, I have to do this. They wanted me to, like, they
0: brought me on to, like, dance, they said. Oh, weird.
2: Which
1: you love to dance.
0: Yeah, like, they were like, yeah, can you do, like, a dance? Like, But it was supposed to be, like, with my clothes on. Like, they really discussed nothing. Like, I didn't bring a costume or anything. Like, it was just, like, I was just going to dance to a song for them. And I was like, yeah, I'll dance to a song. Sure. And and then it turns into this, like, on the air being like, oh, (laughs) give a blowjob. And I was like, fuck. Wow. Okay, like... And then they wanted to own the whole role rights for it after, and I just like didn't never sign the paperwork. I was like, and now they're going around talking shit, saying that I call people rapists.
2: Jesus!
0: Well, thank God you didn't
2: sign the paperwork. Yeah, but yeah. It's
0: still aired though. So that <sighs>
1: anyone listening, standard release, people will tell you that if you're not if you don't know the business. Uh, you might just sign it because that's how, because it's presented to you. Like everyone does this standard release.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, a standard release basically means they own everything that happened, and you get nothing. Yep, that's the standard release. Usually, Don't sign that they it. can
2: use it like forever. Typically,
0: yeah. In so, so if you do see video of my fucking me doing this, other, I mean, they basically shouldn't have ever aired, aired the episode no. after I didn't sign it. They could be sued. Should should I sue them? Yes, they could be sued. Yes,
1: you have a lawyer that you like. Sue them. (laughs) Hey, uh, I got to read some stuff here. And then after that, I'm going to... uh, We're going to talk a little bit about surf reality and Satan Hold My Hand. So Mm -hmm. uh, Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present four amazing bands at an outstanding local venue for an evening of rocking music. Join us on Friday, May 20th at 7.30 for a night with... Seventh grade girl fight. Dirt. Bikes. (laughs) I've read this so many times, I should really know that dirt and bikes goes together. (laughs) (laughs) Barrette and Castle Black at none other than Ridgewood's own Bar Frida. 801 Seneca Avenue. Tickets are a paltry $10 and can be purchased at the venue. Hey, you're listening to... Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Phil Myass. Radio Free Brooklyn's so, mission is to provide a, a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the
0: community. So, is that Was that my mother?
1: It's our work in the community.
0: <laughs> was that my mom, Joanne? <laughs> Joanne. Jo- Joanne, Kristen, 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 Kristen. <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> Can you get in here? Oh my god! You- my mom, my mom's here. Are you doing any work no, in the her. community? <laughs> yes, I am, Mom. I'm working at the Goodwill.
1: Okay, Cause it's <laughs> important. It's important to work for the
0: community.
2: <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
1: uh. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax-deductible. Please support with a monthly pe- pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to radiofreebrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. Or anything. Anything. If you use Amazon, use the fucking Smile. Because why not? It doesn't cost you anymore, and 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 then somebody gets – just do it. I, I do it, and I, I don't know how to – I barely know how to fucking use my remote control. <laughs> and I managed to set up the smile, so I'm sure you can. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your camera, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Lastly, folks, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org/newsletter. Be a part of the community.
0: Be a part. Be Kristen. Kristen. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm sorry to our viewers. <laughs> it just came out of
1: me. <laughs> So when we first met, I was producing and hosting Face Boys Open Mic at uh, Surf Reality, doing a bunch of other
2: other shows and stuff. and uh, Was I working with Russ Riley yet? I don't think quite yet. Okay. I think it was soon after that. I don't remember him going in the picture until a little after. You could have been and I wasn't aware of. I don't remember. Well, I, I think it was a little before.
1: Anyway, it was a it was an incredibly vibrant scene. I was I was blessed to be kind of at the heart of it. I would say, yeah, yeah, sure. at the heart of it. Sort of. Anyway, um, and you were introduced to it by a, a mutual somebody we both knew.
2: Yes, I I believe so. I'm not quite. I can't quite remember, but I believe that's how I was introduced to it. Yeah.
1: We quickly
2: fell in love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. <laughs> Are you just talking
0: about the person that shall not be named before? Is that how you introduced it? I
2: think it, it's possible. I can't quite remember. Like I said, we both have the same. Like we both egg. have the same horror story. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: had a, a wonderful relationship. Pretty
2: easy breakup.
1: Yeah. Was Easiest
2: a, of my life. Super healthy breakup. Yeah.
1: And then became friends again and remain so to this day.
2: Yep. We were honest about our feelings. We weren't at the same place. So we took, I remember, like six months off from seeing each other. So I stayed away from the scene for six months. And you stayed away from my scene. You know, we had a lot of mutual friends at that point. And then yeah. we reconvened and we took it from there. Yeah. That's awesome. I know, right? It was great. How often does that happen? It was great. Yeah. Like, never.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Easiest breakup ever Mm -hmm. in my life anyway and then i get to continue to work with you on things like satan hold my hand but let's get back to surf reality um what was it like for you
2: (laughs) oh my god surf was amazing like just being like out in the city and like finding a place i guess because it was an open mic but it wasn't like stand-up comedy wasn't quite as big as it is now Um, But there were still a lot of open mics, a lot of comedy clubs, like downtown the West Village. It was actually, it was just starting to get big, I guess, like from what, you know, I know. Um, And it was rare to find an open mic that wasn't just stand-up comedy. That was literally, you know, an open mic where it was a variety of things. Um, And sure, I love stand-up. There were definitely a lot of stand-up people at um, Surf Reality. But what made it unique was all the other people as well and like the mix of everything. So... I love that. I mean, it was entertaining as hell. I mean, everything from like super experienced people with a lot of experience getting up and doing their thing professionally to people that were like so brand new that their hands are still shaking and the paper in their hand is making Mm -hmm. more noise in their voice. You know, like it was, it ran the gamut and it was, I think kind of also healthy to see in a way as a young performer, because you saw people's nerves and you saw how raw they were. And then you saw the months later after they'd honed that skill and worked on that piece and how much they'd improved and, and and there was also a few rules. So some of the fun rules were, you know, drinking was allowed, uh, smoking was allowed in the theater in the hallway, but only tobacco was allowed in the hallway. You know, smoking tobacco in the theater, just weed.
1: That's right. You could only smoke marijuana in the theater. Yep.
2: And also, uh, one of the unique rules that I think made it your own was uh, it was you weren't allowed to like heckle. No. Nope. You were only allowed to applaud and support. <clears throat> you didn't have to make noise. And conversely,
1: uh, the, a performer could not kick out an individual <laughs> and fuck with them so you 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 have to respect the performer you respect the uh, the performer has to respect the audience which yes. was difficult for Comedians used to doing who are used to doing crowd work. That's Because they would start to do it and be eh, 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 yep, no, no, yeah. Nu.
2: So it was like a safer open mic in that sense. It was like a safer space. That sounds really nice. Like you never felt like anyone was gonna like yeah call you out on your body image or how you looked or anything like that. Hey, it was look, still carrot funny. top in the front row over <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. um and, yeah, and it just gave me the freedom to try different things. Like, I remember trying ridiculous things that, like, I didn't even... I knew were not going to work just to try them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a loving, experimental space. And it turned out in all shapes and sizes as far as the relationships I made there, as far as performing, everything. Like, there's really nothing like that now that I know of, at least.
1: Um, and, yeah. Well, it was a, it was an era. It was, you know, where it was it, the neighborhood was... St- it, it it had to do with when and where, and yeah. and it it just was a lot of things coming together. It was special that mm-hmm. that uh, that that couldn't be recreated. No, nope. that that probably couldn't have happened.
2: And it the ages range ran the gamut too, which I loved. There were people that were like older, you know. I don't know how old but like definitely 50s 60s oh yeah maybe even a few up from there yeah and then there were people like myself and like simone and a couple other people that we were still technically teenagers Mm -hmm. you know
1: like rachel trackenberg oh yeah as when she was like seven yes like parents
2: it was great like that's another thing that i really loved you had such a mix of human beings from all different places and levels and yeah experience that that was and
1: generally i i knew because people were, were quite regulars i i would know when to come up to rachel's parents and say not this act
2: yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly
1: because like michael portnoy would <laughs> as brilliant as he is yeah would t- take out his penis paint it purple mm. and put it into an empty bottle of antidepressants
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, god poor i forgot about him that stunt he did on what was it the Oscars or something
1: at the Grammys oh
2: Grammys that's what it was
1: yeah oh soy bomb.
2: the soy that's what it was oh my god has he done anything since then
1: <laughs> Michael continues to be oh yeah he can, <laughs>
2: that's he, just the last I remember
1: <laughs> he, he continues to, to create brilliant provocative uh, f- inspiring thought provoking art that's awesome one of the things he did Fairly recently, was announced that he was actually a very old man, <laughs> and he'd complete old man makeup, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and just stayed with the character for I don't know how long. But
2: oh, nice! Yeah, does he do his stuff like online or in person still, or what's? He's I don't even he's know.
1: gotten like grants and oh uh, wow, he's, nice. he's, he's he's been recognized as. You know, fucking genius art- artist that he is. That's awesome. And I, I, I love that I have tons of videotape. Everything was, most of it was taped, was oh, videotaped, yeah. and I have like two
2: huge boxes. Wow. <coughs> Surf reality. That's gotta be stuff. Bananas to go through. We should have a, a viewing party one night. Hang out and have a viewing party. Yeah. When
1: yeah, we can w- find a VCR. W- what's her name? For- no, I'm gonna have it all. Digitized. Yeah, I know. But what's her name from the Toy Story series? that was a regular. Toy Story. Oh, I can't think of her name right now, but uh Calvin might text it to me because I remember I mentioned her mm-hmm. name once before, and he he was like, "Oh wow, that's awesome."
2: Was she, she was a, on the cartoon series? She was a, one of the voices.
1: Yeah, she's one of the voices. Oh. Not not starting from the beginning. But yeah, she's part of the part of that that franchise. That's awesome. And she started out at Surf Reality. She's done a lot of stuff. I can't can't guess why. I don't know why I can't remember her name, but whatever. Um. Any? Do you remember any specific performances that just have stayed with you?
2: Oh my goodness. Um. That's a hard question. There's so many. I mean, I just, I remember some of just like the, the people it, that it was were, a long time ago. Yeah. And I just remember a lot of the ramblers, a lot of the times where we would take <laughs> cigarette breaks because we oh, yeah. would go up and just be like, oh, blah, 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 and I'd be like, Oh, cigarette break. like, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, oh, fuck. I know I've got it. There's gotta be more than that. But yeah, it was a while ago. Um, I remember being like so terrified to come out on stage, dress up as a troll in like a nude colored bodysuit. I was oh, like, for the, Not for was, the open
1: mic. This is for, for one of Reverend Jen's. Oh, yeah. I was like
2: mortified when I saw myself in the thing. I was like, No, no, this is <laughs> disgusting. Like, no. <laughs> like, I still want well, that horrible wig. Rev continues to do that. <laughs> yep. She
1: did a show at the Bowery Poetry Club. Oh, yeah, club And uh, Amanda Whip and Stormy Leather were in it. And she had them completely covered up as scrubbing bubbles. Like you could not see their these are like two
2: of the hottest human beings on the planet, yeah. As
1: they're scrubbing bubbles. <laughs>
2: That's great. I love it. That's the best. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I think I'm on camera making out with Stormy in some of our films, too. Yeah. That was funny. I remember she brought a joint to set, and I wasn't smoking weed at the time. And I was all like, oh, no, I'm not actually going to smoke it. And now, post-pandemic, I'm like, bring it over here. (laughs) (laughs) We smoke all the joints.
1: (laughs) So Surf Reality was... Mid 90s, when we when it's when it started, I started it, I think, in '93. Yeah, I didn't 94. get there till the late 90s. Yeah, you were there late 90s, and uh, surf reality closed in 2003. I continued doing the open mic for a few years after that, but surf reality was the shit as far as yeah, that was concerned. It was That's never amazing. the same after surf, but we continued to do stuff together, and uh, you were in almost all of the ass studio films. I don't oh. know if there will be more. But uh, we were talking about Satan Hold My Hand last week. Um, I'm sorry, Lucas, if you're feeling a little left out of this. No,
0: no, no, I'm not. I, I'm sorry that I'm very tired. I, I'm i on psych meds that make me, like, fucking really out of it all the time. <laughs> it happens, yep. <laughs> they inject me with them, but, like, sometimes I just get, like, really out of it in my own world because of them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It makes you sleepy or spacey, spacey, yeah.
0: So, uh,
1: Satan hold my hand was in when around when would was that like I think I like 2013 less than 10 years ago,
2: yeah. And I want to say like 11, 12, maybe 13, yeah. I think I was still in college, I hadn't quite graduated yet, it was around that time, and I graduated in 2012 2013
1: so with a degree in neuropsychology
2: Woo! which i did not know <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> yeah. i love really brains cool. brains are my thing do you still use it sometimes i mean i still i've never technically used the degree but i i like yeah. still love neuroscience and that's like my hobby Yeah, totally. Yeah, like digging into it, like why we do what we do, why our brains do, like the weird shit they do, like all that. Yeah, totally.
1: Now this is something we can bring you. Yeah,
2: Psychopharmacology,
0: (laughs) all of it. (laughs) So
1: what is neuropsychology?
2: Uh, Neuropsychology is basically like um, studying the study of the brain and behavior the psychology of the brain and behavior but the, the neuro comes in where you're you're more looking at like what the brain is literally doing and what its effects on behavior would be whereas in psychology you know it's a lot of you know Kristen Shaw <laughs> <laughs> That's who it was Kristen Shaw Oh wait she used to come I thought yes. I would remember her she's so distinct how do I not remember Kristen her? Kristen Shaw.
1: She was a regular, and then she was also put in... Toy you know, Story. We... I know her
2: from a bunch of other stuff. Yeah.
1: Like Toy Story. I didn't know she
2: did Toy Story.
1: Anyway, I just had to show uh, that up. Yeah. Anyway, go. I did mean to, no, I did like mean to interrupt, because I didn't want to forget it again, but please continue.
0: <laughs> I did mean to interrupt.
2: <laughs> yeah, so neuropsychology is like psychology, but added with the science of actually, you know, what's going on in the brain as far as your neurotransmitters and all of that kind of stuff, so... I focus mainly on human sexuality and drug use and abuse. Those were my favorites. Oh, wow. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, baby.
1: <laughs> I majored in theater with a minor in emasculation.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> minor in cultural. Cultural emasculation? Cultural, cultural emasculation. Cultural, <laughs> emasculation. <laughs> cultural anthropology.
0: Uh, I majored in educational theater. Nice. Yeah. It's um. The, there's very few theater teachers that left at this point, but so of course, <laughs> yeah. all yeah, right. of us, all three
1: of us, all three of us are of course wealthy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. We've you done got, very well. get that college <laughs> degree, and you're set with your stamps and your Medicaid. Wait, am I supposed to not?
0: that part No 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 he he we've told the viewers that he he gives me his food stamps cuz I'm don't, so Don't married. say that part
2: It's <laughs> that, illegal
0: We've admitted that's very illegal <laughs> he doesn't give them to me he he helps me Enough eat.
2: Sometimes she takes a bite of the food that he purchases There we go
1: stamps there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I'm out about being on food stamps, and I, and I wasn't for the longest time because uh, it, me growing up, it was something to be ashamed of. You know, people would be like, wow, he's on food stamps. He's got to get his shit together. But now it's like, wow, he's on food stamps. He's got his shit together. Yeah,
2: dude, seriously. <laughs> like, you have plenty of time during the pandemic to get on all your s- stuff, man. Like, everyone should be on food stamps. Everyone should have Medicaid right now. Yeah, at least for a few more months. <laughs>
1: We don't have a whole lot of time left, so before I get to anything here, uh, is there anything right now that that you are producing or selling or uh, no a uh, way to that is is there something where we can help you make money
2: <laughs> sure. by promoting it? <laughs> um, I mean, not especially at the moment. I've just been trying to kind of get my feet back on the ground work-wise and stuff. So I've mainly just been doing uh, auditions and, and background work financially. Um, I haven't done any, you know, burlesque or sideshow stuff in a minute. And we'll see how the scene develops. You know, hopefully yeah. one of these days I'll get back in. I'm not, I'm not like chomping at the bit yet. Uh, For now, I'm just focused on the acting stuff. So yeah, not for now, but um, but there'll be stuff that coming up in the future. I've only been back for like a month and a half or whatever, so two months, so. So give me a little time. I'm sure I'll
0: some.
1: Yeah. <laughs> plug the OnlyFans
0: there. Oh fuck! Okay. You don't have to. <laughs> no, I will. It's, it's it's good. Like a way to make money. All right, Luca OnlyFans.com/slash Luca L-U-C-A-T-I-A-M-O-R-E. There, there we are. You really sold it, babe. <laughs> okay, I have I have some really good stuff on there. I have some really good stuff on there. Um. What it's, will I see? Recently, somebody who I made the porn with, I wouldn't give him the videos. So he he went and bought it, bought the porn
1: himself. You did porn with someone on OnlyFans, and you won't give them free access.
0: <laughs> no, I I would I would give him free access. I would. It's just like he didn't ask that many times. Like I think he asked once, and I didn't forgot to send it. And then he wanted it so bad, he he actually bought it. <laughs> That's okay. even better. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. That sounds fun. But no, it's fun. It's we we have fun stuff up there. I, I need to like update it a little more, add some more stuff, more content, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: God, I'm trying to decide where to go with this because we only have 10 minutes left, but this is what I am actually most interested in out of these notes here. Your high school experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My high school experience. Yeah, LaGuardia. Wow. I want to hear about LaGuardia. I was like loaded. Uh, which aspect of it? I mean... I know, it's big. Uh, my high school experience was also like severely tainted by my first relationship because my first boyfriend's mother was severely abusive. Um Emotionally, sexually, you know, have at it, physically, whatever. Um, to who? To me.
0: Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
2: went through some shit. Uh, but my freshman Your year... Your boyfriend's mother. Yes. Yeah, she would, like, get jealous. I was taking sips of this shot. No. <laughs> it was pretty bananas. But high school itself was fun. Um, my first year, I went to a school for smart kids, and I hated it. Uh, I wanted to get back into the arts, because I was a drama major in junior high at professional performing arts school. So I did one year oh, nice. at school. Oh, a good school, too. Yeah. No, it was great. Um, went to school with Brittany Spears and Claire Danes, Alicia Keys, all those peeps. Yeah. And um, then I went to Beacon for a year for Smart Kids or whatever, which was okay, but it wasn't my forte. So then I met a boy in Central Park. We fell in love, and I decided to go to LaGuardia instead. And I was just in time to, like, audition before the year started. I made it by the skin of my teeth. And got in there and decided to be an art major instead of a drama major, which was a change. Um, but, hey, I mean, it's kind of what's made me like the Jill of all trades that I am nice. today, which I love. Because the complete version of that quote is is like Jack of all trades, master of no wait, What is it? Jack of all trades, master of none. But then it continues basically to imply that a Jack of all trades is better than a master of one. Um I agree. So like I love the fact that I've had my toes in all these different artistic things like throughout my life from acting to visual arts cuz now like it culminates in so many different ways with different projects. So I feel lucky about that. Definitely. But, visual art definitely helps you as a performer. Hell yeah. So yeah. I mean high school was I mean a lot of fun for other than that a lot of hanging out in Central Park and smoking joints in the trees, buying weed from this guy that stood next to a tree in the meadow um and like drinking 40s and running around the city like crazy. Did you
0: make your own costumes when you were Perform, like fire performer,
2: um, like handmade? No, I've never but really did, you did like rhinestones and stuff. Nah, I just did like I. I didn't really do any rhinestones until you didn't do the rhinestones. You didn't nah. need to. Yeah, with the fire, I don't feel like you really need to. You don't need to. Yeah. Um, so, make, like, all they make all their performers rhinestone shit. Yeah. N- nowadays everyone's rhinestone. I've gotten into that. I have some costumes with rhinestones, and I've seen now- a lot of
0: rhinestones. but you just need like a little bit at the for the nightclub scene. Yep, you have a little bit of bling. They're like, please.
2: Yeah, exactly. For a while, <laughs> I, think I was kind of anti bling, like on purpose, for a while because everyone was so bling. So, so I was bling. like, Yeah, I'm not. I'm just gonna do nipple, like uh, electrical nipple tape, and like a leather corset. And I, black did, a the, I of, did a lot of that. I did a lot of that too. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> but but now I have both. You know, I have some costumes that are more sparkly than others. But yeah, it's weird. That's the thing about that scene, like my mood. It goes with my mood, you know. Me it depends too. on what I feel like doing. I, sometimes I'm just blood. I'm like, ah, blood. Yeah, exactly. And, and
0: then sometimes I'm like, okay, I guess I'll put some rice on to make everybody happy today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, sometimes you feel like being sparkly and pretty and sometimes you just don't. And uh, that's one of the nice things about, you know... Being in the performing arts in New York City, there's so many stages and opportunities to, yeah, you know, get time if you want it. Getting paid is a whole other issue, but you know, <laughs> you
0: should you should you should leave your house for a hundred dollars though. Yeah, you, you know, that's that's my, my advice. That's my advice to young performers: a hundred dollars. Yeah, there's, you know,
1: there's there's lots of opportunities for you. There's lots of opportunities for you because you're both extremely talented and hardworking, and you're gonna sh- and you show up on time. That's so true. It's that is true, for true about
0: both of us. Yeah. But it's still, it's still, there's still not enough opportunities. Yeah. No? Things have
2: changed. But yeah, reliability is huge. Having people know that they can rely on you and that you're consistent is, is a big part of I think, um, the entertainment.
0: Industry. Yeah. And what else? I think, you know, um, just like being authentic to yourself every time so that you like sh- show up and you are like the same person every day. You don't have to like be the same person because I have multiple personality disorder. I'm like always a different person, but it <laughs> be like the same, the same code of ethics, I think. Do that's you know? a good way to put it. Yeah. The, the same code of ethics on, on the job space. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that's always good. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a fun industry. If It's a good industry. get in it but yeah that's also why it's like my side hustle like i don't depend on it to make a living because often i feel like we spend more money on costumes than we break in ultimately some of the time not always but uh like there used to be some big gigs and big parties where i could make like 800 bucks for one gig but that does not happen anymore it does not happen anymore (laughs) or very rarely i should say um i don't know it hasn't happened to me in over a decade so (laughs) but uh but yeah it's a nice way to get that performers fix and and get in the community and there's a lot
0: less respect, I think, for performers in that way where a big a big gig would, like, want to give you that money. Like, now, I think, like, a lot of times they're not
2: respecting what they're getting. Yeah. Yeah, on both ends. There's definitely issues with that. For sure. Yeah, I've taken kind of a hiatus as well. Yep, exactly. Like, yeah, I came back, and I'm, I'm not not performing, but I'm not, like, jumping yeah, to perform. I'm same. just kind of observing and just seeing what's going on and... In-
0: we have something coming up at the Lower East Side Festival of the Arts. Oh,
2: nice. Yeah. That's yes, be fun.
0: Yes, we
1: do. We, we did it last year. Well, I've done it almost every year. Uh, but it's. Uh,
0: last year we did like my dance to his poetry. Um, and we're going to do that again. Oh, perfect. It was really beautiful. Yeah. It was really beautiful. That's perfect. Rachel would also like to maybe read some for poetry if you would allow that.
1: Let's. I need to. I clear should not that. talk to I you about to that. that on with, air. Yeah, but I need to do that with uh, the. With, uh, With the producers producers. there, that's not my call. We're almost out of time here. Oh no! (laughs) I was going to ask about like your worst job and your best job ever. Don't know if we have time for that. Worst
2: job? Worst job job. would be like the most monotonous. Problem. What was the worst? Huh. better than that gotta have a better worse job It's right yeah <laughs> yeah i've had a few jobs i walked out on because like the cursing and the abuse and like the craziness those were usually like restaurants um uh-uh. let's uh let's close it out with a little music
1: and thank you so much this was wonderful yeah, thank nice you lucas here. so much always wonderful thank you all for listening we appreciate it stay tuned because the other courtney love is going to be here with the circuit And good night, folks. Thank you.